Hey, here we are. Happy Monday, everybody. And uh, I guess Happy New Year, right? If I haven't said Happy New Year to you yet, Happy New Year 2021. Certainly been a lot of memes on the internet about what 2021 is going to look like. Um, is it looking any different? Really? You know, we're still adapting, right? And of course, uh, in shutdown here in Sarnia Lambton, depending where you're watching from, hello. Thanks for being here. We do often get uh, people from, all, well, and we're simulcast in different parts of the world, like England and Australia, throughout the United States. So that's fantastic as always as well. I get in, my friend Carl is, uh, well, let's go to the comments. Carl's messaging me and I'm not sure what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, Don Fernandez is out there as always on YouTube because uh, we are on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter all at the same time. Hello, Dave. Have a great show. Hello to all the guests. Thanks, Dom. Hello back to you. And uh, appreciate you. he's here every week watching. And my good friend, Danny Cochamelio. Happy Monday back to you, Danny. And I uh, hope things are going well for you. Danny's uh, Danny's in the car business. I was talking to him yesterday and uh, I said, oh, are you still live? You can still buy a car. Um, so protocols in place, I'm sure. Danny, what's the procedure? Do you have to, do you have to call and uh, make an appointment? Danny's at uh, Nissan Cernia here. And of course, Jesse, I like to, <laughs> he's the gas man. And what I mean by that is he works at Petro Canada. That's why he's the gas man. Gas is 99.9. .9. That sounds like a radio station. Anyway, that's good. Thanks, Jesse. Uh, Jesse often sends me messages to keep me updated on when the, he gets the inside scoop too, when, when things are going to go up, when the prices are going to go up. He's like the gas, the stock the stock man, the gas stock man. Uh, the gas man sounds better. Um, what else are we looking at out here? I'd like to say hello. Craig Lyons, this is in Periscope or Twitch. No, it's it's not on Twitch. Um, not, I can't. It's, it's, it's against TOS or Terms of Service to go live on Twitch. But uh, we are live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Yeah. Tim Dyson, hey, buddy. How are you? Hope you're having a good Monday. I... Every day is a good day, right? I put a poll in my uh, in my Facebook, so I have the, the show with David Burrow's group as well, and I put a poll in there and ask, what's your favorite day of the week? And, of course, I listed all the days, and then I put every day. And then I think Jesse actually added one in there, and he said payday. <laughs> so I didn't think of that one. Every day is good. Payday is good. I'm doing well, Tim. I hope you're, uh, hope you're having a good Monday as well. What did you do for New Year's Eve there, Tim? Danny says, yeah, appointment only, right? Okay. For sales and service. Nissan Sarnia. For sales and service, by appointment only, contact Danny Cochimilio. There's your commercial message for you, Danny. <laughs> Isn't Twitter Periscope? Um, yes, no. They're, they're getting rid of Periscope because Periscope was the live that was attached to Twitter. And I don't know all the bins like the, the, the backdoor deals or whatever went on, but Twitter bought Periscope or Twitter's removing themselves from Periscope because Twitter now just has their own live thing. Anyway, we're live on Twitter Periscope. Hasn't separated yet, I don't think, but it's on Twitter. That's We'll just say Twitter. And Craig is saying, yes, hello from Australia as always. Uh, thanks for tuning in again, Craig. We get people from all over watching, which is great. I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, uh, 
uh, well, they were kind of asking me, you know, what my audience was like and where they come from. And then I said, oh, well, we get people from all over. And I mentioned Australia. And they said, well, why would somebody in Australia want to watch your show? And I'm like, we're one big community now, right? That's what we are. We're just, the planet is just one big community. There's no borders. And not just because of the pandemic, because of this right here, live streaming. Um, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Aaron Sisson who uh, has Chem Valley Wrestling here in Sarnia. And he started um, a weekly or a daily, I guess I was just watching it earlier today, a daily video show um, using the same thing that I'm using here, StreamYard. This is a system called StreamYard. It's no big secret. Um, and he's doing that every day. He had Brian White on there and, and he had uh, Corey James Mitchell on there. Uh, and, you know, they end up talking about wrestling as well, but, um, you know, they talk community stuff too. So congratulations to Aaron Sisson on doing that. Chem Valley Wrestling. Check them out. And my band has a video going viral in Quebec. So you're in Australia and you have a video going viral in Quebec. Is it Quebec or Quebec? <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll ask my first guest, Andrew, when he comes up here. We're going to have him up here in a few minutes. Uh, Andrew Brody will be my first guest today. And, and he, uh, a local musician, and did a really nice uh, concert, acoustic concert. For New Year's Eve, we'll be talking about that. Colin Vanden Heuvel, uh, star of Heavy Rescue 401, and of course, uh, here at Preferred Towing in Sarnia, he'll be joining me uh, after Andrew to talk about the new season that's starting Tuesday, tomorrow night, if you're watching this live. If you're watching this tomorrow, it's tonight, and if you're watching it Wednesday, you're too late. You missed it. Did that make any sense at all? <clears throat> oh, okay, there's a link that uh, you can check out Craig's... Uh, Band, I'm, I'm assuming that's to the band, right? To the viral video in Quebec. Quebec. All right. Um, uh, oh, one more. Wednesday. Oh, you're singing my, you'll be singing my song. What do you mean you're singing my song? What song is that? Is that my, the one that I, the, the, my, the Guess Who song was the one I always like to sing. No Sugar Tonight. I haven't sang in a long time. Maybe I should do that again. Yeah, Carl says, tomorrow's the new season of Heavy Rescue Pro. That's right. What do you mean by what song? I know uh, Dom, if you go into the quarantine sessions, and he also shares them into the Facebook group, the show, um, he's been singing karaoke songs, and he puts polls in my group, and you can pick which song you'd like him uh, to sing and entertain for us, right? Yeah. Right on. Okay, we will come back to the comments. Oh, one more. Absolutely. Okay, very good. We'll come back to the comments. Uh, did you make a New Year's resolution? I, that was another poll that I put in the, in the group. Do you, do you even make a New Year's resolution? Do you make a New Year's resolution? I don't. Probably, I think the last time I made a New Year's resolution, I was maybe 19 or 20 years old. I don't make New Year's resolutions anymore. I mean, what's a New Year's resolution? It's a goal, right? It's new things we're going to do. And every New Year's, people want to quit smoking and lose weight. Those are the, 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 the top two. And then, of course, there's we always want to make more money, <laughs> right? Um, I think it's the worst time of year to, to quit smoking or to lose weight. Cause I don't, I don't know if we really mean it at New Year's Eve, right? Like gym memberships, well, not this year, but gym memberships normally go up this time of year and they last from about January to March. And then they kind of drop back down again. I make goals all year. That's my resolution. I make goals all year. Um, 
One of the goals, though, is obviously to get down the numbers. Um, I still can't believe some of the things that I see on on uh, on Facebook. Uh, it should be called Journal Book because everybody's got an opinion now because of Facebook, right? <laughs> but there's the numbers in Sarnia as of today, this morning. 999, so just about 1,000 confirmed cases here in Sarnia-Lampton. 16 outbreaks. 16 outbreaks. Yeah, it's a conspiracy. So anyway, um, yeah, it's uh, there's, we we got to do this social distancing, and we got to stay home. We got to do the we got to do the thing better than we did the first time, right? Because uh, we obviously didn't do it well enough the first time. We weren't staying home enough. We got relaxed, probably all of us probably guilty at some level, right? But there it is. That's from uh, Lampton Public Health, as I've been saying every week since it all began. Get your information in the right place. LamptonPublicHealth.ca is where those numbers come from. Uh, Province-wide is really scary. The health officials have logged 3,270 new cases today, up from 2,964 on Sunday. So the only time you want to be going up and to the right is if you're in business <laughs> that means you're making money. <clears throat> you're up and to the right. We don't want to be up and to the right here. We want to uh, uh, flatten it, I guess, and bring it. I don't know. I'm not. I didn't go to med school, so obviously I don't know the right terminology. But so, just another friendly reminder that we got to keep doing what they're telling us to do to get those cases down <clears throat> and uh, wear the mask. You know, social distance, all that stuff. And uh, just keep doing what we're supposed to do. Um, I don't know if you saw, and this was not a New Year's resolution. I did this last week or New Year's Eve. Um, and uh, it was not a disaster. I don't cook. I do not cook at all. And maybe I should have learned a long time ago. I told, tell my son, you should learn to cook because I didn't. If I cook, that means where do you want to go up for supper? Um, but call the chef uh, had reached out to me and and, um, and chef Vanessa was on the show uh, last week and the challenge came out because I opened my mouth and said, oh, I could probably do that, even me. So we were delivered a couple of meals from call the chef. It was filet mignon and vegetables and potatoes. It was awesome, if I do say so myself. And we recorded a video. Jennifer, my wife, Jennifer Moons, was in the video. She was not allowed to help me. But if you watch really close, there was a bit of a hostile takeover, or at least there was an attempt at a hostile takeover. She had to get in there once in a while, tell me what to do. Anyway, we cooked it. I cooked it. It came out fantastic. Thank you, Call the Chef. You can see that video. It's about a 30-minute video. And there's there's quite a bit of comedy in there as well. And Jennifer and I bickering a little bit, as husband and wife probably would in the kitchen. But we got through it, and it was delicious, including the cheesecake that we had with it. And the red wine that, uh, well, I drank most of it because Jennifer doesn't drink red wine. So that was delicious. So in saying that, it's had uh, over a thousand views now. So people are, I don't know, they're, they're laughing or enjoying or whatever, thinking, oh boy, he really doesn't know how to cook. I almost messed things up a few times. So it's probably good that Jennifer was there. We're going to be doing more with Call the Chef coming up. Um, some more cooking challenges, if you will. So be sure to watch the fun. Uh, check it out on Call the Chef's uh, Facebook page. And go to their website, callthechef.ca. They've got meals that you can – it's not a subscription thing. You don't have to 
sign up like some of those other ones where you're on the hook every month. You can just go to their website and go, wow, that looks really good. And it's all coming from local suppliers, local food suppliers like Davy Jones and local food markets, etc. That's it's totally fresh. It was amazing. And even the printing like of the, the, the cards and the, the paper bags and everything, it all comes from local. So good, good job for uh, Call the Chef on, on doing that. And I'm going to be going to callthechef.ca to find out what my next meal is going to be, right? Okay, enough of me. Let's go out into the community. My friend patiently waiting, Andrew Brody. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing okay. How about yourself? Well, you know me, always rambling on about something. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, um, well, you heard me talking there about New Year's Eve, and I did I did my thing on New Year's Eve, but Andrew, you did your thing on New Year's Eve with uh, uh, an amazing, and I watched uh, quite a bit of it, actually. Um, you did a fantastic performance, uh, an acoustic Thank performance. And this was, is this the second year that you've done this to raise money for the Year of the Good Shepherd? Um, we did it when actually when uh, the first wave of COVID hit, I believe it was the very beginning of April. I looked it up yesterday, April 10th or 11th or something like that. Then we were able to raise uh, $1,400 that time. And we thought that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, isn't that a uh, supporting Sarnia and surrounding businesses group that, uh, um, Rodney and Kendra uh, put together there. So they paired yeah. it up with a meal from Twisted Arm and would do that a meal in a concert. Uh, they try to do that. I think every every week or every month. Yeah. Uh, I was the first one to do that. So yeah, $1,400 in donations the first time. And we were blown away by that. Like uh, coming totally. into this, uh, we were just trying to match what we were able to uh, receive in donations that first time uh, for the end. And uh, we ended up doing uh, over $6,000. So over $6,000. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, uh, okay. The last yeah. thing I saw was like four. So you, you, you still had people like donating after the fact yeah that came trickling in even the next day people watching the stream and uh yeah so uh just the email transfers to me that i was able to send over was around a thousand and then it was 5200 or 5100 uh i'm actually just hitting the donate button there on uh, facebook wow. uh, from the live stream so pretty That's incredible really, really proud of the community it's really special that we could all come together like that. Well, you know, you've probably heard me say it before and you've said it before and many have said it before, something about Sarnia Lampton that just knows how to come together in time of need and, and a fantastic community. I mean, $6,000, that's gonna make you feel pretty good, man. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I could see uh, the donation counter going up as I was playing, looking at my screen and I was almost had to tear up a couple of times looking at it. So. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Well, good for you, and congratulations on that success. And uh, congratulations on your music, by the way. I mean, I've known you for quite a few years now, uh, yeah. and I've seen you kind of progress into different things, and you've really taken on this uh, this music quite passionately as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know, in high school and everything, just doing uh, local bands, playing around bars, stuff like that, and then I uh, got into running the karaoke there. Uh, well, I was uh, starting out college to pay through that and everything and I did that for a couple of years and just now not doing so much original music as much uh, as we were before. It's hard to get a, a group of guys together at my age. We all got <laughs> kids and everything. So I'm in a Highway Jones, a cover band that plays around town. And uh, I love doing just uh, solo acoustic gigs too. So a little more laid back and stuff you yeah. can sit here like the other night watch with that nieces and nephews, cousins watching everything, right? So, yeah. yeah. 
Well, you're a good entertainer too. Like I gotta say, like you know, you you kind of you get a little animated and you have fun with the crowd, and uh, you definitely love what you're doing there. Um, where did let's let's kind of go backwards in time a little bit. Uh, where did where does the music come from for you? Like what? Why is music in your life? Um, not just growing up, my brother having Beatles albums, uh, old vinyl records, tossing those on, uh, listen to those pretty well nonstop. Uh, my mom's a piano player. Used to play in her church band a lot, so I picked up piano a little bit from her, so I can play by ear on piano. Taught myself guitar in high school, and slowly learned the theory over time. You know, it would have been nice to take lessons, but it's also uh, kind of have a different take and outlook on it when you teach yourself. You kind right. Of think 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 of the music differently than you would uh, just focusing on theory first of all, rather than maybe playing by feel and uh, just knowledge you pick up over the years, right? So. Yeah. Where does where does the like you talked a, a little bit about you have done some original songs, yeah. Um, give us some examples of where is that just about life or I mean I know you've got a young family now. What what's yeah, all yeah. your music there? Started to develop uh, into family writing about my daughter. Uh, Dwayne Close, another uh, local musician. Uh, does a shoots footage of local musicians doing live music, just all in yeah. one take kind of thing. He did one uh, of me, a song I wrote playing ukulele uh, for my daughter. So he put that up on his uh, YouTube, I believe uh, songs. Oh yeah, I've seen it. Mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, it'll come to me. It'll come to me here. Uh, what songs from a wandering mind is what it's that's called. right that's right we oh, both yeah it's, uh, there. there on YouTube a lot of local musicians there too that you you might not uh, hear around otherwise that might not play out live that uh, yeah. yeah really good really good filmographer as well he's he's done some uh, solo films on uh, yes yeah no he's done some great documentaries uh, and uh, involved cheeky monkey and part of some of that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, shout out to Dwayne Close for sure. I've, I've worked with him before as well. Yeah, what, what for you is, uh, um, where do you want to take this music thing? I mean, you, this obviously, this isn't full time for you. Um, was that the goal at one time? Or, oh, yeah. Yeah? Of course, Want to yeah, be a rock yeah. star? <laughs> I was 16, 17, 18. Took a year off after high school. Went to college, didn't like it. Was still trying to do the music thing. But, you know, the obvious uh pitfalls you run into guys leaving bands guy being in sorry ontario didn't have, really have a ton of uh, original music we did have some good bands but yep. not in a bigger city a lot of the venues uh with uh, other clothes or or stop uh, doing bands kind of thing uh, as the years progress too so uh which is fine you learn to adapt and you know got a steady job now and i'm able to do this on the side uh, and, and not just for the money because I, I really enjoy doing it and, uh, you know, donate some time and, and money and yeah. do as well. Yeah. So, um, I've seen, uh, it was kind of creeping your Facebook earlier today and, and, and other days and, uh, it looked like you had a nice Christmas with the family and everything, but I see this great big, uh, I, I guess I call it like a carpet piano, like a big rollout piano that you had. And it oh, looked yeah. like you were playing it. And, and, uh, I'm assuming that was your daughter in the background. Are you? Oh, you have it. Oh, yeah. Let's see it. In front of the fireplace there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. 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 So you're trying to get music into your daughter. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sometimes instead of reading books at night, I'll bring the ukulele into the 
the bedroom and she'll say uh, twinkle twinkle little star or baby shark or whatever we play baby shark for oh, every week please about, don't uh, <laughs> a half hour last night uh, you know trying to get her to do all the actions and the runaway part she goes ripping around the house and has a good time with it so yeah she's always singing she got up on the microphone actually a couple of times and sang at some gigs so yeah uh, look out dad yeah she turned two and a half on christmas so she'll be wow coming along uh pretty soon yeah that's uh see that's funny for me to see you like that because of the, how many years i've known you right so yeah, yeah things change eh? <laughs> things sure do change well it yeah. sounds like they're changing uh in a good way for you Absolutely. Absolutely and uh, where's your wife in all of this music and all of this uh, community stuff? She just, she's just oh. right beside you. Yeah, she's support. a musician too. Actually, she has her grade eight piano. I've never heard her hit one note on the piano other than the oh, there. I know. I, I'm like, we should start a little family band, get something going together like that. But there you go. She just, um, I don't know. She's pretty content with not doing it currently. But yeah, maybe one day we'll get something together. I always hear whistling harmonies to music and it's always bang on. I'm like, oh, you're singing harmonies. You know what you're doing. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. She's talented, but doesn't feel like uh, bringing it out yet. So there you go. A little, little nudge here and there. And uh, maybe she'll, uh, she'll teach your, your, what's your daughter's name? Reese. Reese. Yeah. So, Brody. Yep. She just turned so, two and a half on Christmas. So. Wow. Like oh, it's her, her birthday's Christmas day. Her half birthday, so so she's born June twenty fifth, so she turned two and a half on Christmas. Oh, two and a half. That counts. Okay, gotcha. Half birthdays, we doing that? I don't know. Probably count. <laughs> probably counts if she likes it, right? Yeah, true. <laughs> yep. Um, I think the last time I saw you play live uh, before we were shut down again was at uh, Wild Wing. Yep. And a uh, great little venue there, and the staff was always friendly and stuff. But uh, you really bring in a crowd when you perform. You know, yeah. you've got uh, you've got quite a following going on. What do you test that to? Uh, I don't know. Just running into so many people over the years. Uh, I used to be out a lot. You know, you meet new people and they come see a play and you know like it. And so it's right. kind of like a little event. Uh, you know, there'll be a lot of people there. You know, they're gonna have fun and enjoy the music. Try to play the music to the crowd too. It's more of a country crowd. I'll try to play some more of that or an older crowd. Try to get more Beatles tunes in there and CCR, stuff like that. So yeah, you got to play to the room and yeah, people seem to enjoy it and they come out and it's always nice playing to a full house. Got a little rowdy there at Wild Wing a couple of times ago, but that's okay. Yeah. But, yeah. You are, you are very uh, eclectic. I will say, Andrew, you know, like you, you mentioned the country, but um, like even like modern country, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, when you say country to an old guy like me, like I'm thinking like, Hank and Merle and and even yeah. like Dwight Yoakam and stuff like that. But you you really go back that far. You pull some of that old guy stuff into your act, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I go back as far as maybe the '40s stuff like that. Like uh, I I volunteer at uh, some of the uh, retirement homes across the community. So okay, I, I pick up a. Uh, the more I started doing that, the more the more older stuff I'd go further back, uh, and, and play songs that they would grow up with or know or recognize, right? Because the recognizing music is a big thing. Uh, start getting up there and start getting forgetful. Music seems to be uh, one of the things that really sticks with you. So, hundred percent, hundred percent. We all got a tune in our head, and it all re it reminds us about something at some point in our life, right? Yeah. Um, now, you mentioned you volunteered in, in different homes. Are you still able to do that right now, or have you had to step um, away from that because of the shutdown? Yeah, I haven't been able to do that since uh, this all hit. Uh, yeah. 
pretty sure they're they're limiting that whether they're still doing some extra exercise classes stuff like that but uh yeah haven't been asked to come in uh, to like marshall gowan is one of the ones i regularly play at so yeah okay sure that's where my that's where my mother's at oh right on yeah great yeah good spot you know some of the staff there really good people so yeah, yeah. What's next for the music career of Andrew Brody? Oh, hey, get out there. If I can keep doing things like this and uh, I love playing benefits uh, and volunteering time. Uh, they weren't able to have like uh, the dinner. They usually have a Christmas dinner every year at uh, the end of the Good Shepherd. I was able to do that last year. So I learned a bunch of Christmas tunes and was doing that. And I was hoping I'd be able to this year as well, but it uh, didn't turn out that way. So, you know, that's yeah. But one of the places that's kind of dear to my heart. They have the adopt a family thing for Christmas and uh, boxing up canned food, all that stuff. Uh, we have a yeah. we, we like to get in there uh, around Christmas and uh, do that for three, four hours, and you can get a lot done when you got a crew of twelve people down there uh, boxing up food and. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. this could probably hit the the end harder than most. So, yeah, it was nice to be able to. To do that. Yeah, well, again, six thousand dollars. I mean, uh, so now you got to go for uh, six thousand and one dollars. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, be able to donate uh, more of my time uh, to different causes like that, music-wise as well. So, yeah, yeah. Why, why? Uh, you know, everybody who volunteers in their community, um, and and you, you, I've I've known for a while. You do a lot in the community, giving back. Um, we've all got a reason for doing it. Why is giving back to the community important to you? Uh, just, just growing up in Sarnia is a really special place. It seems to be a tight knit community for the most part. Everyone seems to be there for each other. You, you know, so many people, uh, you go to the bar for the night or you go to the shopping center and you, you know, half the people you see and, uh, <clears throat> sorry, just a sec. That's all right. So uh, people uh, can't always have it as uh, good or aren't maybe as blessed as some of us are. So uh, yeah, it's nice to be able to step up and uh, help people. Uh, I hear you. This is a real personal thing for you, I know. And uh, it's isn't it great now that you're in a position that you can give back? Yeah, exactly. So gotcha. You know, if everybody gives a little, it, it adds up to a lot. So, hundred percent. Well, um, I don't know if it means much, but as long as I've known you, I'm super proud of what you've done. Um, let's keep going, young man, and and uh, and uh, happy New Year to you and your family, your young family. Happy New Year as well. How how are you dealing with this? Uh, like we're back down in lockdown. Um, I couldn't imagine having a little two and a half year old running around during a pandemic how are you dealing with that it's not so bad you're home a lot more because you have a two and a half year old so <laughs> i'm right. used to it she's yeah she's not so bad she's super polite she'll get a little cranky sometimes but it's it's not so bad i think uh, erica has a harder time with me than she does with the babies so. <laughs> yeah. we, we both keep her on her toes right right well every time you talk about your daughter your face changes and you glow right up and uh <laughs> um We'll show this to your daughter someday when when she's older, and just she just she's doing this right. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I um, get you. Yeah. Andrew, thanks so much. Uh, it's nice to talk to you. I, I look forward to uh, 
the next time I can see you in person and say hello and have a beer and uh, enjoy your music as well. All the best to you and your family. And thanks for your time here today. Yeah, you as well. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Anytime, Andrew. My friend Andrew Brody, uh, yeah, I say I've known him for quite a few years. Uh, I'm from the bar world, right, in the entertainment world. And uh, he ran karaoke for a while. He's quite an entertainer. Um, but definitely life has changed uh, as time goes on, doing very well. And raised over $6,000 by going live on New Year's Eve doing an acoustic show. Um, and, and very talented, as I said. And giving that money to the unit of the Good Shepherd. Andrew, congratulations on that. Well done, sir. Uh, there you go. Just another great story of positive happening in our community. We've got to keep focusing on the positive, right? You know, we're okay. We're in this, this the, the, the P word. There's the P word and the C word, and they mean different things now, but <laughs> we've got to keep focusing on the positive, and Andrew's a great example of keeping it positive. All right. We also are really grateful for things like the Discovery Channel, because that means uh, season... It's season five, right, of Heavy Rescue 401. Yep. Colin Vanden Heuvel from Preferred Towing and Star of Heavy Rescue 401. How are you doing today, my friend? Good. How are you, Dave? Like I said earlier to my friend Andrew, uh, you know me, I always got something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. We missed you in, uh, in December. I know uh, life was busy. We've been doing the a monthly Q&A with uh, Colin, but uh, things got a little sidetracked. How how were things uh, during the holidays for you at Preferred Towing? You know what? It was nice this year. It was actually, it was a quiet year, which is uh, something we haven't had in a long time. So yeah. I, I know we did get a little blast of snow and a couple of the guys were out on Christmas, but other than that, it, uh, it calmed right down. Everyone was able to get out and enjoy, uh, you know, just time to themselves, I think. Yeah, a little a uh, little different than what uh, you're you're maybe uh, used to, right? But uh, good and bad. You're just busy for for business, but it's okay to have a little slowdown. I hear you. What the, I hear oh, yeah. there. Yeah, um, you've you've got to be happy that. Uh, so if you're watching live, folks, it's tomorrow night, Tuesday night, January the fifth, at 10 p.m. Eastern on the Discovery Channel is the uh, next season. Are you excited? Of course, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. It's it's a good episode. I know uh, I know which wreck they're putting on, and it's a really oh. good episode. So I'm excited to see how it looks because I I don't get to see it. My dad watches our parts and sees what we've done just to right. review it, do the technical review. But I don't see it until it shows on TV. So I'm really interested to to get to look it over and say, okay, I would have done that differently, or you know, I like how I did that. So. It's kind I was of, just uh, going to say, it's kind of, it's almost like a training video for you and, and, and anybody else that, to go back and watch yourself. Yeah, for sure. You know, we've never had that experience before being able to look back at the recoveries that we've done and say, oh yeah, okay, I could have done that a little bit differently or you, you don't really see it until you actually watch it kind of from a third person angle, you know what I mean? And uh, a lot of right. the stuff that we don't see from, like behind the trucks, what things are doing, what's moving, what chains are moving and all that. Now we get to see that sort of stuff. So it really kind of gives an image to the sounds that we're hearing because we rely heavily on those sounds. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've talked about that before. <laughs> there's, there's good sounds and then there's not so good sounds. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have everything and singing and talking to you. Yeah, that's right. And I've got uh, actually, uh, I've got a little surprise for you that I'm going to bring <laughs> on you here in just a minute. We'll go, we're going to go back in time a little bit, but uh, in just a moment. But 
here you are, Heavy Rescue 401. Uh, again, the new season starts January 5th on the Discovery Channel. When you look at this photo, do you do you know what this was from? Do you remember this? Oh, I think that is. I want to say that's from tomorrow's episode, but I can't okay. tell, man. <laughs> it's you know what the background so so generic. I think that's the that's the key. They like to use those kind of generic shots. They right. can use them wherever whenever but i'm pretty sure that is from tomorrow's recovery all right there you go so we know that preferred towing's in there and we're excited to see them um would you have thought when the phone rang i guess almost seven years ago really um that you'd be hitting a um season five of heavy rescue 401 it's yeah it's one of those things we never really expected it to to make it past that phone call it was kind of a weird thing and it, it was over seven years ago now it was almost seven and a half years ago that that phone call came in and we were working on that and they sent out a scout um to come check it out and see what uh what it was like down in sarnia and then uh we didn't hear anything for a long time it was probably five or six months after the scout came down and then they oh, yeah. up and said, Hey, yeah, we're, uh, the show is a go. We'll be down in the, the next winter. And then you hear nothing until like December. And then all of a sudden people start showing up and it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was definitely a weird experience for the first year. And then, you know, looking back and thinking, okay, you know, it was fun, but uh, if they don't come back, they don't come back. And then, here we are six years later, seven years yeah. later. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, and, uh, and knowing your, knowing your mom and dad, I, well, and, and your dad, especially, I can t tell you the difference between, you know, when you're talking to him in person and Hey, how's it going? And then all of a sudden when you're watching him, it, like he just, it's like a switch. He's in there. He's got a job to do. It's gotta be yeah. done. And, uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go back in time here for just a minute, Colin. I didn't tell you I was gonna do this, but I want you to pay attention. This is three years ago, okay? Heavy Rescue four hundred one, and um, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna ask you a few questions about what you saw. Anyway, we'll take a look at this. This is um, Colin and his dad working together three years ago on Heavy Rescue four hundred one. Take a look. We'll be right back. Okay, here we go. I'm watching these outriggers trying to make sure that they're not floating too high and that the truck isn't going to tip over. We're getting a little bit teetery, okay? I've got Colin. He's watching my back over there. He knows what to look for on that. Front starting to pick up. Keep talking to me, Colin. Just floating on the front. How much? Two inches on the front. Two and a half inches on the front. Now it's coming up more. Okay, you're really starting to float. And that's when it gets a little bit scary. Back leg starting to float. Ooh, you can feel the tension building there. Now that was that was three years ago. Or probably uh, we saw Actually, that three years ago, so it was probably more like four years ago, right? Yeah. I, actually, I think that was season one, the last episode of season one, if I'm not mistaken. So, was it? Okay. All right. Yeah. So that you've been filmed five years ago. Right. So you've obviously grown as uh, in the towing industry now. Um, what would you say looking at that, if you had to do that again today, exactly that, 
what would be different? What would be going on differently in your head? Even? <laughs> well, um, well, it's funny actually you say that. So in season one, I didn't have my AZ license yet. So I wasn't driving any of the heavy trucks. I was operating them on scene every once in a while, but the rotator stuff was pretty well strictly um, my dad's job. And yeah. then come to season two, we actually did that technique, the same technique, but the trailer was a little bit lighter. My dad had me do that. And I, I can remember thinking to myself, oh, my God, this is like the scariest thing I have ever done. And then, <laughs> you know, fast forward a couple of years from now or to now, uh, the things you're going to see tomorrow night, it, it's such a drastic change. And, and I've been able to have a lot more time on the rotator controls of, and just heavies in general. So, you know, I've really gotten the opportunity to um, – expand my knowledge in that stuff and i still have lots to learn but uh, i definitely don't feel as nervous doing stuff like that as i used to <laughs> right um obviously uh, something like that well and, and all the time there's a lot of when you've got uh two people or even a multiple crew sometimes you guys are even working with other companies yep. that you've never worked with before perhaps that's got to be Super, super challenging. And the trust factor, where's that? Yeah, it, it can be a very frustrating experience or it can be a very good experience. You know, it's, it's always a learning process when you're working with other companies because you're always going to pick up something that um, you may have never seen before or may choose to never see again. Um, and that was the case with that recovery in specific. I know we were getting very frustrated. And the reason that we did that risky move like that was because um, we were kind of getting frustrated. We had been out there all day and uh, just working with the other crew that wasn't on the same level as us. They were trying to do things the hard way. So we just figured we needed to get this done and uh, we uh, reached out and picked the trailer right up and put it on the road to get it done with. Right. And that's, uh, um, how, how does that get, who calls that? Like, is there a lead there? Like, do you get to make that decision or do you just say, <laughs> we just are doing this and like, you know, there's gotta be communication and then the, the, the tension can build maybe like, you know, uh, every, Every tow truck driver has a different way of doing something, you know? So who gets to make that decision on a scene like that? I think my dad kind of superseded everyone on that scene. He just, he got to the point where he was quite frustrated with what was going on. So I think like two minutes before that clip, you see him say, okay, we're getting this thing out of the ditch. We're going to pick this thing up and go. And uh, yeah, he was quite frustrated at that point. <laughs> It's, it's got it. That's got to be one of the other challenges in all of this. And I know we've talked about it before is keeping your emotions in check. Yes. And as, as that was five years ago, maybe six, even like you said, as a young man and to where you are now, it's just part of growing that our, how we deal with our emotions are a lot different. Would you agree with that? Oh, for sure. You know, and it's, it's funny, you know, my dad's a very level-headed guy and, He's very good at taking control and not, uh, you know, not being too upset with things as they go on. And, you know, to see him when he got frustrated there on that one, it was like, 
Okay, yeah, he's uh, he's at the end of his wits on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I can't say that I've ever seen your dad uh, really angry. I I've seen him get frustrated in in the work. You know, like safety is probably a big part of that frustration, right? You know, and and when there's multiple people around, um, and the pressure's really on you guys, uh, especially on a highway to get things opened up and, and get things moving again, because when things are sitting still, that's actually causing more of a problem, right? Yeah, for sure. And, and that one, especially because we were really close to London, we were about three kilometers away from London where we were pulling that one out and it was coming down to, you know, I think three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, by the time we were doing that, we had started there at maybe seven in the morning. So we had been there all day. And then, of course, the MTO, the OPP, they were really like, okay, guys, hey, this needs to get going because rush hour traffic's starting to come back in to head back to London. So, yeah, it was kind of one of those things we were like, yeah, we, we just need to get this done. And at that time, again, uh, going back in time still where your dad is asking you, you know, how much room have I got? Where are we at? Um, I mean, obviously there's the father son relationship kind of already in place there. It's obviously a good one, but when you're, when you're out there, there's, there's still a, a, a boss employee mentality there then too. And you've got to be thinking, but my dad's like, he's kind of putting this in my hands because I'm his eyes right now. Cause he couldn't see. Yeah. Yeah. And that one, especially because we had so much reach out, we had the boom fully extended, um, <laughs> and we were picking probably we figured we were picking about 35 to 40,000 pounds roughly um which is quite a bit that's uh that's way more than what uh, you'd you want to do <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was it was one of those things i was sitting there and i'm thinking i wouldn't want to try this myself you know getting the rotator legs floating like that because that's that's a scary feeling when you start having the truck to pick up like that it's you're right on the verge of tipping. So you got to be really careful and know what you're doing there. And, you know, my dad was the right guy for that job because he knows how to finesse that truck. And, and finesse there is, and he knows those, those sounds, <laughs> the, the good ones and the bad ones, right? Yep. Well, that just, yeah. and that just comes from uh, a lot of experience over, uh, was it 30 years now to at least of preferred towing more than that actually. Right. Yeah, he's, it's 30 years coming this May for the business. And then he was, oh, I think another six years in the industry before that working for his brother. So, yeah, he's he's got quite the experience. He's getting up there. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's handing everything over to me now. <laughs> I can't really say too much, right? I just like picking up your dad. Um, so season five starts uh, – Tomorrow night, Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen, at uh, ten o'clock Eastern. I'm a little sad because normally I would I have a local the Blue Line Pub and Lounge. That that's where I would go on Tuesday nights to watch it, and that was kind of like my Friday. I go see Heavy Rescue for it, so I'm going to have to watch it at home now. But uh, we're going to be tuning in tomorrow night as well. And uh, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I always like to talk about Ohana Landing, and uh, you know that's something that's really dear to your family, but really personal to your to your to your mother. Remind everybody what Ohana Landing is. Yeah, so Ohana Landing is the uh, youth transitional home that my mom has created, um, you know, to help the uh, homeless and uh, needy kids in our area. And, you know, surprisingly for a city of only 70, 73,000 people, there's quite the need for it. You know, we have um, 
Oh, I think it's 12. Yeah, tw the 12 occupants in there, and that's full capacity um, for it. And there's a waiting list. So, you know, it really goes to show what you don't see in your own city, especially for a city this small. You can only imagine what it's like in a city like Toronto or something like that. So, um, you know, when this, this Christmas season was really good, um, we had a very good outpouring from our community. A lot of people wanted to help and uh, donate some meals and stuff like that. And, you know, that was, that was awesome to see that, um, you know, it, it really brightened those, those kids days up because, you know, a lot of them don't have that. They don't have any family and, and especially right now it's, it's hard to go out and see family. So to get that, you know, support from the community. I think a lot of them really appreciated that. For sure. Uh, Colin, I, just so you know, mom's here to correct everything. Uh-oh. <laughs> Nine new three babies. Okay. Yeah, there you go. She's also <laughs> warned me that uh, Gary's out there listening, so I'm supposed to behave myself, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, now that we're back in lockdown, and I, we just got a couple more minutes, so I won't keep you um, yeah, no worries. too much longer, but uh, back in lockdown, um, so you guys kind of had to go, everybody had to kind of go backwards. Um, are people still respecting when you, you know, tell them like you can't have them in a truck right now or whatever, and that's got to look a little different. Sometimes people need a ride somewhere, right? Yeah, we've, we've had some conversations with customers over the last little bit. Uh, I know we've lost a couple. That's a polite of, way of putting it. I yeah. Think. <laughs> we've lost a couple jobs, unfortunately, because of it. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things we aren't going to put our drivers at risk because at the end of the day, they have to go home to their families. We don't want to be bringing this to anyone in our community, um, you know, if unnecessarily. So that's the thing is it's, it's, hard i know a lot of people do understand but every once in a while we do get the customers who are like well if you can't take me then i'll call someone else and it's it's unfortunate that it is that way but uh okay let me dial the number for you yeah exactly it's <laughs> we're not going to put anyone at risk for uh for that so and and you know in emergency situations if someone's stuck on the highway or something like that we're not going to leave them stranded out there we're going to get them to a safe location but you know, we're just trying to reduce that contact as, as much as we can. One of the great things about Heavy Rescue 401, besides the excitement, obviously, um, but it's been able to, well, and, and they've been able to help uh, share the story of Ohana Landing as well, which is yes. fantastic. Uh, but the uh, slow down, move over, it's the law. Our, 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 has that improved? I, I think so, by far. You know, it's one of those things like, the law actually came through, um, I believe, partway through the first season. Um, and I think as you watch the seasons progress, you do notice more and more people slowing down and moving over for us, which is definitely a nice thing. And, and just being out on the side of the road, even when the camera crews aren't there. I find when the camera crews are there, it seems like uh, people knock it down a little bit more than uh, than when they aren't because I think they're afraid you just of need getting to carry uh, a camera on your shoulder every time. Yeah, that's exactly it. Just put a, <laughs> put a camera right on the shoulder of the road. People might start slowing down, but uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think it has really made a difference. You know, people are really starting to uh, respect that and, you know, the show being able to um, really emphasize what we are doing out there on the side of the road and the dangers of being on the side of the road. I think that really has, um, changed people's perspectives on that and and they realize you know 
holy crap, if I was on the side of the road, I, I'd really appreciate if someone, you know, slowed down, move over for me as well. So I think it's I'm really, I'm thing. really glad I changed careers years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, cause you, you, you watch it seriously though. Like you watch it on television and yeah. you know, even at the, the heavy rescue fundraising events we've been able to have in the past and we would show that stuff. It's like, people are like, Ooh, like they really, but it still doesn't even come close to what you must feel standing right. Yeah, it's just, it makes me angry when I see it. <laughs> no, I, and I'm, I'm with you. You know, it, it's it's one thing to see it on the TV, but when you're standing there and you have the wind actually almost knock you off feet off your feet from a truck or a car passing by, you know, that's when you really understand the forces behind how fast these people are going. You know, and it, it's it's a blink of an eye. It's just like that. You know, they're past you, so it's like. Yeah, all it would take is one wrong step or, you know, that person not paying attention and being too close and, and that's yeah. it. So you really you really do get an appreciation uh, being on the side of the road. But I think the show does do a good job of, uh, of giving that aspect of things without people having to be on the side of the road. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to uh, Tuesday night, uh, January the 5th at 10 p.m. Eastern on Discovery. The, the, on that channel, the Discovery Channel. I'm having a hard time talking. <laughs> I have a hard time talking to everybody. I don't know why. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. And I'm sure you'll be uh, glued to the television tomorrow night with, uh, with the family, will you? Or you gotta, oh, yeah. somebody got to work tomorrow? I'm on backup tomorrow. So as long as we don't get anything crazy, uh, hopefully I'll be able to enjoy it. <laughs> I've, I've, I've often wondered too, like, I know you sit there and, and, and look at yourself and go, oh, I might've done that different or, oh, that was good. Um, because there's so many different companies involved in Heavy Rescue 401, you must criticize each other too. Like maybe in your own mind, right? Like maybe not out loud, like, <laughs> but you probably got to go, like, why would he do that? I wouldn't have, like, that's got to go on. Yeah. I think there's always a little bit of that. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the way we try to do it is professional courtesy. We weren't on that job scene and we don't know what they were dealing with because every job is different. And realistically, you never know what you're going to be dealing with and what forces or, you know, things come into play. So, you know, we like to kind of be, um, you know, good about that sort of stuff because, yeah, I, I hate it too. I hate when I get the emails saying, what the heck were you doing there? It's like, <laughs> you weren't there. I'm sorry. You don't understand, but you know, really people like, are you talking oh, about yeah. other tours or are you just talking about people in general? Uh, we've had other tours. We've had people in general. It's, it's amusing. Some of the emails we get, but uh, you know, it's, it's all part of the fun. We, we knew that stuff in, was going to happen. Right. I'm not in the towing industry. Let me tell you how to do that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Probably that guy that owns the four by four, right? I've yeah, I've had a few of those, which is quite amusing. So, <laughs> Colin, it's uh, always nice to chat with you, my friend, and uh, congratulations to you and the family and Preferred Towing on the success of Heavy Rescue Four Hundred One. We'll be keeping an eye on you tomorrow night on the Discovery Channel. Thank you, Dave. You're welcome back anytime. See ya, uh, Colin Van and Hoovel, Yes, from Preferred Towing and one of the stars from Heavy Rescue 401. Of course, uh, his father, Gary, another one of the stars from Preferred Talking. Tammy's a star there too. She gets a little bit of camera time. We know who the real boss is. Uh, you can catch them online, uh, as, or sorry, on television tomorrow night on Discovery Channel. It might be online. I think maybe if you have the right subscription, you can watch it online. We're gonna be watching it on Discovery Channel on Televisión, old fashioned way, right? So uh, excited to see 
the next season, season number five, Heavy Rescue 401. And if you're on Twitter, make sure you're following along, Heavy Rescue 401, and follow uh, iTozem, which is uh, preferred towing, and I'll be out there tweeting as well. And um, I promise I, I won't I won't make fun of Gary tomorrow. I, I can't do that. I might need a tow truck someday, and it could be him. So, you know, I should be nice. All right. Thanks again to my guest, Andrew Barodi, who was here earlier. And congratulations to him on raising over $6,000 to be donated, to, that was donated to the end of the Good Shepherd. And then, of course, my friend uh, Colin Van Hoover from Preferred Towing and getting ready for Season 5 of Heavy Rescue 401. And, of course, I'm grateful to all of you. But before I go, I want to give a shout out, as always, to a few friends. My friend uh, Dom Fernandez, who wrote his book, My Journey with MS, is now available on Amazon with proceeds, a uh, portion of the proceeds going to the MS Society. Congratulations. And Marilyn Gladue, yes, The Tales of the Globe Trot. She's got her book on Amazon as well. All these local people write, maybe I should write a book. What would I write it about? I don't know. I'll have to start jotting that down. Anyway, you can go on Amazon and get their books. And I want to say thank you to all my supporters here as well. Here on Signs SWO and AG Event Graphics, Active Ears Hearing Center, Hughes Intelligence, who are security specialists, Joe's Discount Tire, and don't get all-season tire. Okay. An all-season tire is not a winter tire. I got that advice. I think it might have been from Colin before, actually. Um, so go down and get uh, to Joe's Discount Tire and get your winter tires on there if you haven't done it yet. Our friends at Oswald's Diner, they're open for takeout and delivery once again. And, of course, Philly Cheese Jake's as well. And, of course, thanks to all of you. That's all the time I got for you this week. Have a great week and an even better weekend. I will see you next time right here on the show. Bye for now.